Hi, and welcome to the White Hat versus Black Hat SEO show. My name is Josh Bashinsky, and today we're very lucky to have with us uh, a very special guest, Kyle. Kyle Roof? That's right. I blanked on your last name there for a second. I don't know why. <laughs> Kyle Roof, who I should very well know, uh, from uh, Page Optimizer Pro. Say hi there, Kyle. How are we doing? Thanks for having me. The pleasure, as always, is always ours. Uh, and we have also Josh with us and Mark. We're going to ask some questions later on in the program. Uh, and Kyle today, uh, it's a very, as I said, it's a very special day. He's going to be doing a demonstration of his tool, Page Optimizer Pro, which uh, if you've been watching the show for a while, you've heard me ramble on about quite a bit. It is a very awesome tool for doing. It is the best tool. It is an essential SEO tool as far as I'm concerned to do on-page SEO because it's based on real uh, – uh, real-world experiments and uh, single variable experiments and the the proof that it, it is uh, will boost your pages in some cases quite dramatically like a page seven to page two boost in some cases uh, is is there's we have thousands and thousands of cases of this this happening so uh, you guys should definitely be using this tool and so today's gonna be a great demonstration of that tool we're gonna get to that in a couple seconds if you've never watched the white hat versus black and SEO show before we are the finest SEO show on YouTube <laughs> Because we have the highest level of knowledge, and we uh, we try and take a more scientific approach. Uh, for example, I got a question today in my White Hat versus Black Hat Skype group, which you can join if you like. It's a private group, and we discuss more uh, stuff and experiments and whatnot. And somebody in there said, uh, "Shouldn't I keep my exact match query anchor text to lower than eight percent?" And I said, "No. Why would you do that?" And he says, "Well, that's what everyone in the SEO industry says." And I said, "That's because it's a myth that I made up five years ago." I used to say on the YouTubes, and people have just rehashed it. <laughs> and I made it up just to be safe, just for risk mitigation. I assumed it's possible. That's one of the ways that Google would find out that you're, uh, you're buying links and whatnot. But uh, I, I don't know about you, Kyle. I'm going to ask Kyle in a second. But I've done over 140,000 links on my test, my single variable environment test servers, where I control every single variable. And I have never, ever had any kind of uh, uh, issue of any kind of penalty popping up and every every page I've pointed links at has has either ranked number one solid or sometimes fluctuated a B testing but I don't think that has anything to do with the anchor text because I always use 100% anchor uh, exact match query anchor text Kyle have in SIA which is another uh, sister group from my group uh, SEO intelligence agency uh, uh, which we're both members and we do testing in there too Kyle have you ever seen any problem with using exact match uh, anchor text in testing. No, we, we, we as you said, you fired a hundred thousand or so. We fired several hundred thousands at, at a time of exact match and can't really find a penalty. We even done things like um, using anchor text. I purchased this link or I bought this link. You know, this is a paid link uh, <laughs> as anchor text. And um, this is a paid link. <laughs> yeah. So I think I fired something like 50,000 links with varying anchor text of I bought this link. This is a paid link purchased link, that sort of thing, and can't get it. Now, like to that person's qu question though, what I do in those situations is I look at what the competitors are doing. You know, if if the competitors are at 1% exact match, that's kind of low and I would stick to that. But what you'll find is often it's a lot higher. Exact match anchor text is usually pretty high. So I just, I, I try to get within that range that it looks like Google's rewarding. Right, it definitely can be. So uh, that's a good point, Kyle. Just be, so in testing, there is no proof whatsoever. There is no empirical proof. There is no solid scientific evidence that exact match query, 100% exact match anchor text in all of your backlinks is going to harm you in any way, shape, or form. 
However, <laughs> before you think, woohoo, I'm going to go and build all my links exact match, I would be careful because our scientific environment is not the real world. We're using gibberish queries like Y2, blah, 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 you know, just, just random characters, and that's what we're ranking for. There could be uh, uh, niche-specific uh, filters, like if you built in payday loans, if you built all your, your backlinks payday loans, maybe there's going to be some kind of a problem. Maybe it'll bubble up to the manual team. So I would still be careful. I would do exactly what Kyle said. I would check to see what the ratios are. But at the end of the day, when I'm acquiring links, he's using scare quotes, people. He's using the scare quotes. When I'm acquiring links, uh, I don't give a shit if they're exact match or, or not. Uh, I try to make them look natural. Everything has to have plausible deniability. So if it ever bubbles up to the manual team, then uh, I could say, you know, you know, we didn't build these. These these were made. These are on real blogs with a real readership. And the author emailed us and said he was going to make an article. And so we said, great. We never asked him for a link. And so that's what I'm going to say to Google. Uh, so, and as far as Google is concerned, that's exactly what happened. So, um, <laughs> so I don't care about exact match and it, I could have it as high as 50%. It doesn't really matter when you're getting links on higher quality sources like that. I, I don't think the factors like that are really all that important to tell you the truth. And I haven't seen any scientific evidence to, to tell me otherwise, but I still would be careful with client sites and things like that. So anyway, so that's that, that, that whole digression was an example to show you why you should listen to our show and not listen to anybody else's show because we're using scientific evidence as much as possible and we're not just reading a blog or 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 rehashing the myth I made up five years ago just for everyone to be safe. You know, <laughs> that's, that's not what we're doing. We're actually trying to scientifically test out. And today, uh, when Kyle shows us Page Optimizer Pro, I want you to know, and, and Kyle, I want you, I want you to, to tell us if this is true or not. Every single item he has in there is based on, on a scientific test he has done and shown and proven that there is an actual boost for doing this in a single variable environment. Is that not correct, Kyle? That's correct. All the elements that are in there have been tested. So we know for a fact, all of the things being equal, what Page Optimizer Pro tells you to do is going to boost your site. The only difficulty there, and again, we're going to get into this in a couple of minutes. I'm going I'm to go through what's new first. But the only problem there is that it is a custom tool that, it's, that you have to put in some variables. So if you don't put those variables in right, then you know garbage in, garbage out, kind of so to speak. So you've got to be careful, and that's why people have been asking me, you know, get Kyle on here to do a do a demo because it's a little hard to figure out exactly what to do in some cases. So that's why Kyle is here. So thank you for being here, Kyle. And uh, so let's move on to the first segment, which always is what's new in SEO. So I will share my screen as to what's going on, and we'll go over to Barry Schwartz's, my friend, Barry Schwartz's blog, SE Roundtable. Uh, here we are. So this is what's going on in the SEO world, at least from the White Hat perspective. Um, here's this one. Google algorithm updates impact sites quickly. Technical changes take a while to impact a site. So I read this article. This is what he's going on right here. This is a load of crap. This is a generalization. Because I guarantee, uh, uh, like having a 500-level error on your site, a server level, a server level, sorry, a server level error, a 500 level error, uh, HTTP status reported back is a technical error, and it will kill your rankings within 24 hours if you have too much of it, and it will be a sharp drop off. It'll look like a panda or something like that. So it's not true that technical changes always take a while to impact a site. If you if you are serving nothing but 410s and 404s or 500s you will suddenly drop off the rankings and it'll look like a penalty. So so I think John Mueller and Barry Schwartz missed the mark on that one a bit. Otherwise, I would have generally agree with this, this statement. Would you guys generally agree with this statement? 
Do you guys have any any uh, any any opinion on that? Me personally, yeah, uh, sure. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm concerned. The one thing that concerns me about the the technical stuff is that um, Search Console is now um, very proactive in letting you know that it's found errors, mm -hmm. um, much more so than before, and, and you yes. get those email alerts. Um, which makes me feel like that they're paying a lot more attention to those things. Um, hey, we told you about this and you didn't fix it. And it's been two weeks, you know, which would mean like maybe they give you a little bit of a grace period and then would kind of put that into place. So maybe mm. what they're talking about, like that gap in, in uh, effectiveness is, is sort of some sort of grace period where like they're going to give you some time to fix it and then they will start to, to devalue your site. Yeah, you're right. That that could it, that it, it could be entirely possible. Uh, I know how it used to work is that if you have enough 500 level errors on enough pages in a short enough time period, your whole site is just suddenly punted out of the index. Uh, so maybe you're right. Maybe they change that way. But I don't think that's the way it's working. I think that, like I said, I think that Barry Schwartz and John Mueller were off the mark in that particular case. Uh, what else is new here? Uh, Google local edits may ask if you're an employer or customer. So this is all about this new kind of agency uh, backend thing they're doing for local. A lot of big changes are going on there. So keep 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 tuned. Keep uh, keep your eyes plugged in for that. What's going on there? Uh, the, yeah, in Google Search Console, they're going to be removing the HTML improvement suggestions for meta descriptions, which is fine because meta descriptions don't help you rank at all. They just help with CTR with click through rate. Uh, and that was about it in terms of those things. In terms of uh, Google updates, uh, there was uh, updates happening in late May. And so uh, there was happenings up, up they, had, they had updates happening in March, April, and May uh, recently. So uh, we still have the, we still having the indexing Armageddon. Uh, and I don't think that's going to stop. I think the indexing Armageddon for Web 2.0s and for, for bad uh, kind of uh, backlink pages or cheesy kind of pages, spammy pages, thin pages, I think the indexing uh, for that is permanent. I think that's the way it's going to be. And the other black hats I've spoken to out there, they've they've pretty much agreed and said, yeah, I think the writing's on the wall for for certain tactics like mass page mass pages. I was talking with Holly recently, who Kyle also knows very well, and uh, she's saying basically mass pages are done. Uh, that kind of a tactic is done. Uh, I don't know. Would you guys uh, say you've seen the same thing? Would you agree with that or? I build them all the time. I'm still building them. They, they seem to be working okay. So so uh, you're still doing mass pages? I mean, are you going to tell Google on me? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> so, I, mean, I mean, your friend, your friend named Lyle. This friend that I know. Uh, yeah, I, I, I've still done several mass page projects. How, last, are, how, is your indexing, how is your indexing going since all this? Just fine. Just fine. Oh. Yeah. I, I also... We're still seeing them uh, ranking too in the search. Oh well, this is interesting. So, you guys and Holly need need to talk <laughs> because this is a rare instance where you apparently know something Holly doesn't. Yeah. Uh, so let me ask you this: So, do you guys have uh, Google Search Console on these uh, websites? You can so you can submit the pages. I do. Yes. Okay. Okay, so that seems to be the difference is that the kind of people who are doing like mass backlinking and they don't have access to Search Console for all their backlink sites that are pointing at their one target page, 
submitting to Google and whatnot, that kind of feature seems to be what's gone. And that's what John Mueller has talked about. But if you still have Search Console uh, and you're able to submit pages through Search Console, then you're still able to, to do that kind of thing. So so um, I guess I guess it depends on what you mean by mass pages. I guess we're talking more of like like a PBN kind of scenario where you control those those backlink pages. Do you think that's that's a that's a fair assessment? Well, for what I'm doing, they're all a lot of it's like a local SEO play. So you can, you know, plumber Des Moines, plumber Savannah, plumber Seattle, and kind of get all of those plumber pages for for specific locations. I see. Okay. 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 Well, interesting. So, Josh, is that the same kind of thing you're doing? You have Search Console on these backlink pages too? These no, mass pages? we're not actually doing mass pages ourselves. I just uh, my comment was just basically that I see them still ranking in search, mass pages ranking in search. But you, most of the time, it's for it's not really the main cities. I see them ranking a lot of the, more of the inner cities. Maybe it's because they're less watched by local search team. Ah, I see. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Well, as, as I said, we're going to have to keep watching what's going on here with the indexing. I mean, it's a great way for Google to, to try and police us and to try and control what we're doing. Uh, they might not be able to, to determine what is an, uh, uh, an organic link versus an inorganic link very well, because at the end of the day, you have to determine a subjective intent of a person. And that's quite hard to do for us, for human beings, right? <laughs> what, what is subjectivity, you know? But for an AI to do, it's almost impossible. But they can use huge machine learning data sets to tell what is a spammy page or not and whether they want to keep that in the index or not. And so that's how they can cut out a lot of our, uh, our black hat tomfoolery by, uh, by controlling the backlink page, by the, uh, controlling the spammy pages, or the, the kinds of pages that get into their index. Okay, so let's go right to Kyle then. Kyle, I want to give you as much time as possible uh, to show us Page Optimizer Pro, and we're very excited to see it. So with, without any further ado, let's turn things over to, uh, uh, let's turn things over to Kyle and go ahead and let's see some Page Optimizer Pro. Great, and I assume I hit to share screen, is that right? Yes, please, yep. All right, let me know when you can see it. We could see it. Great, so one, I think, as you mentioned, um, Josh, that it's it's kind of you need to put in the right stuff, and and the, and the reason for that, and and one of the the higher arcing concepts of of this tool is that the secret to rank is hiding in plain sight. Google is showing you the sites that it likes. It's showing you the sites that um, are ranking well for those keywords that you're going after, and the idea is that by evaluating those sites, you can get a roadmap for what you need to do uh, to rank. Because a lot of rank comes down to competitive parity. Um, doing things that Google is expecting you to do for particular keyword sets is the concept. So when you talk about that, it's kind of you have to put in the right things. What that means is you need to choose the right competitors by and large. Like these are the ones that appear to be winning with on-page. Obviously, we know that there are other factors involved, uh, social signals, off-page signals, those signals, shiny signals, whatever they might be. But um, the the key with the tool is that you really want to find those competitors that are beating you and it appears that they're doing so uh, because of their on-page. They have solid on-page. Um, so that's kind of the main concept behind the tool. There are, once you put the um, the competitor sites in, a lot of what the tool is doing is simply counting. It's counting your the usage of your exact match keyword and it's counting um, 
the usage of your variations of that keyword uh, in very specific places. And then it's kind of giving, it's giving you a recommendation. There is some algo crunching that goes on behind the scenes because there are certain opportunities for an edge. Um, more often than not, you want competitive parity. You want your, your page to be within a, a range that Google's rewarding, but there are places where you can get an edge by using your keywords more effectively. And then the tool will give those recommendations um, accordingly. Uh, the tool doesn't say specifically like this is an edge, this is a parity, but just the idea is that whatever is given is what we've tested out to, to, that this is what um, this is what should move the needle according to those sites that you put in. Uh, so when you log in, this is the, the main screen. Um, I thought I would, I put in a bunch in and I deleted them. And so this is one I thought I'd kind of show running through how to put a site in and we can kind of come back to this first one while the, the tool does its thing. Sure. So if, if you come in the first time, you'll say, you'll see something that says like, Hey, you don't have any sites, go ahead and add one. So you want to add a site. Uh, the project name is simply for, um, your own, um, uh, uh, your own organization, so it doesn't it doesn't really matter. I'm going to grab then the site, get that in there. We'll call this gadget review, right, and then we add it. Once we've added the site, then we need to add a page, and the idea is that this is the page that we want to analyze. This is the page that we want to rank in Google for a particular keyword. So you just simply click the add the page, and the page name. In this situation, we're doing this page. We'll put that into the page URL. And this is the target keyword. So we'll just call the page that. Now, Kyle, just to make sure people understand, the methodology for and the philosophy behind this tool is assuming, even though Google will rank you for multiple keywords, and we know that, and we're, we're going to help boost that, at the end of the day, we want to rank for one main uh, key phrase and we're going for one main key phrase on this page. That's exactly right. The The concept is that one, uh, one top level keyword, one primary keyword needs its own page. You will win secondary keywords by virtue of optimizing for that, for that keyword properly. Um, this is a, a little aside from, from what we're talking about, but you can actually see what those keywords are if you scroll to the bottom in the related searches. So we're talking about best home security system. If you scroll to the bottom, you can win these terms right here by properly optimizing for, for this keyword. Right. Um, it, it helps by putting them in as your H2s and your H3s, but that's kind of where variations of your keyword come in. Um, but the, what I do, actually just kind of stepping back a bit, just talking about SEO in general, um, when I'm looking at what keywords I want, or like what should we go for, what should we do? I'm going to grab this keyword, I'm going to look at its uh, volume and its difficulty, and then I'm, I grab the cluster. So I grab these, I look at their volume and their difficulty. And I also make sure that these are on point because sometimes what you'll find is that so some term that you like and you look at, at the, the cluster and you realize, oh, those that's the wrong direction. That isn't what Google, uh, you know, Google is relating my term to things that aren't who actually want to come to the page. That means you need a different cluster. You'll also find that some clusters, because this is actually probably going to be the main driver of your, of your search volume. Uh, more often than not, it's, it's all those other keywords that you're ranking for. So you want to make sure that you're getting a cluster that's on point and has good volume cumulatively and is also easier to win as a whole. So what I do is I look at my main keyword and I'll, I'll usually run slight variations of that main keyword to pick and then pick the best cluster. So that's right. kind of 
So when you say keyword cluster, uh, some people also say keyword family. They mm -hmm. say keyword family actually in Google AdWords keyword planner. They'll say keyword family. Right. And so, so this this process you're talking about here is 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 you're supposed to do keyword research first. Find your best, uh, most traffic, most converting keywords first. Pick them uh, for do them uh, in, in a list from best to worst, and then start making your pages based on a specific uh, main keyword from that family. Take the best the best one out of that. Then you're going to go build a page for it. Then you're going to go to Page Optimizer Pro, and you're going to optimize that 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 page for that keyword. That's right. So even though I mean these are the ones we want to win, and we like these, and they might be on the page as h tags or in the body, um, we're not specifically optimizing for them. We're specifically optimizing for this term because we know if we do this one right, we can win all these others. Is how it goes. Right, and ostensibly that term you're optimizing for is the one in your keyword research you found was the best one to go for. That's right. It it could be the one with the most volume because sometimes you'll say you'll see a keyword and you'll you're never going to win it. It's just it's not going to happen. But you can win the cluster. So you have a page that you're optimizing for a keyword that you're not terribly concerned about getting stuck on page three or four because you're going up against huge, huge, and huge for that particular keyword, but you can win that cluster, and that's where you're going to drive your traffic from. Right, and that's where using I'm using Google AdWords Keyword Planner lately for all my SEO keywords because they've made some enhancements to it recently that make it really cool for SEO, including the fact that they're doing all that logic behind the scenes, right? They're, they don't give you the option of exact and broad match anymore as, as far as I know that I looked last time I looked. So what they're doing is, is they're saying these are the best keywords in terms of traffic and in terms of the money behind it for the average CPC bid. You can give a, give a guess of what the money is behind that keyword. And then I'm making a list. I'm making an SEO score based on that algorithm. I'm making a list of keywords. And then, I, yeah, even you're right. Even if I, I don't care what the competition is for, for any keyword, one, if I want to get it, I'll get on page one anyway. It just, just might take a lot more time and money. But two, you're right. It's the keyword cluster for all of the related keywords there too that you're also going to get. Uh, I've used Page Optimizer Pro, and I've gotten on page one suddenly, like like instantly, like that, uh, for thousands of keywords uh, that that had tens of thousands of traffic that it wasn't there before because it just wasn't properly optimized in the way you've proven through the experiments it should be. And there's one other point on that too is that sometimes when you properly optimize, um, you actually get less traffic because your cluster will change. Mm -hmm. You know, like let's say you had some broader term and then you made it a little more specific, your cluster might get more specific. So your overall volume actually might go down, but those keywords are the right ones. They're bringing the correct traffic. Sometimes you go the other way. Sometimes you properly optimize and then your keyword list grows, which happens a lot as well. But so it's kind of one of those things that you need to kind of evaluate the situation. Did I make my page tighter uh, and I'm getting a tighter cluster? One yeah. other kind of important point is that Google doesn't rank keywords. You know, Google ranks pages. Mm -hmm. So what you really want to look at is not necessarily specific keyword performance, but page performance. How is that page doing? Um, and this is something that you want to, if you're on client side, if you're doing client work, you really want to train your clients to understand. Uh, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, we're going after, let's say, this best home security system. It, it's the worst phone call. It's like, hey, we were at number four. Now we're at number five. What happened? <laughs> but, you, you, you know, you look at the result. You look at the page performance. Like, well, our traffic went up. We're getting more keywords. So, yeah, we, we dipped on that. But we got these and we're getting sales and conversions and, and all that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. Try to get clients away from the idea of this one keyword concept because you're going to win that cluster. You're going to win a whole bunch of keywords, but it's the page performance that we're actually monitoring. So, yeah, and that's a really good point too, there, Kyle. And that, I mean, all oh, this tool is so great because it makes you talk about so many essential SEO things. That yeah, a lot of clients have their what I call vanity keywords. 
Yeah. Where maybe in 2004, yes, that was the best keyword to have. And the only one, the only keyword that makes sales, they'll tell you that. It's the only keyword that makes any sales. I got to rank for this. I got to be number one for this. It's, it's what I call their vanity keyword. Now, hey, you're the client. You're paying me. You want me to make you rank for that? That's what I'll do. No problem. But Kyle is totally right in that there's got to be some more business logic put in, in your head for, yeah, at the end of the day, where in the sales funnel do I want to be? Do I want to be at the top of the sales funnel for what are, what are red apples? Or do I want to be at the bottom of the sales funnel for buy red apples now, buy red apples online? That's quite often more where you want to be in the sales and, and search funnel. The sales funnel and search funnel are the exact same funnel. And uh, you decide, I want to be down there instead because that's going to make you more money. Even if it's this is 10,000 visitors, but this is only 1,000 visitors, but these guys are spending the money. It's, it's, this is where you want to rank for because you're going to get more conversions. At the end of the day, you want to make more money. So that's you're exactly right, Kyle. That's how you need to think about it. Um, and that second in that example, one of those searchers has their credit card out and one doesn't. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, the guy down here has their credit card ready and they're ready to go. So once you've got that in, so that's our target page, that's our keyword, you want to choose your location. So where your target location is. So the US, Asia, UK, EU, Canada, Australia, South America, you, you pick the location and then we're going to click to fetch variations. The tool is going to bring back um, variations of your term. And we get these from SERPs. We get, you know, these, these are Google has identified these. Um, and so there are a whole bunch for this particular one. Um, even though that like this one word best comes out on its own, I leave it. The only time I would remove ones are sometimes it might pull out a, a preposition um, of, you know, or the, an article, that kind of thing, remove those. But if it's, if it's part of your keyword, um, uh, that's cool. You can also see that interestingly, the nest in this situation is, is Google is equating home security system with nest. So that's a pretty interesting uh, word association that's going on right there. Um, but anyway, so these are a cluster and we'll, we'll leave them as is. If there is a big miss, you can add a variation. I would only do this if you're really confident in what you're doing. This would be like, um, you know, you did best attorney and lawyer for some reason didn't pop up here. I would put in lawyer. I would only base that though off of I've done this keyword or I'm in this niche and I know that these are variations of that term. Otherwise be very um, add don't add, <laughs> leave them as is, uh, sure. and don't and don't really remove unless you really feel confident in that. Um, one time I, I, I saw like a dollar sign, sometimes like $5, you know, with a dollar sign will show up and it's probably not important. Uh, take that one out, but otherwise leave as is. The, the next thing is grabbing your competitors. Um, and these again are just, these come from right from Google. Again, we wanna find the people that are, the sites that are beating you because of their on-page. So in this situation, like this guy's got the snippet, um, but these are our organic um, competitors right here. These are the ones that we need to grab. I've got this little tool called Simple Google Results. It's a bookmarklet. Um, when you click on it, it does one of these for you and it pulls out um, all the URLs. It kind of makes it easy to grab them. Oh, sweet. Nice. So that, that's not bad. It also lets you edit kind of within. So for example, like when you're looking at the SERPs, like um, like these guys, they don't really have two results. Uh, they've got like a, uh, a site link or something like that. And you can actually kind of edit within. That's the and, snippet. I think those guys have the snippet. Could be, yeah. And, and so if you want to keep that in, you can leave them in or take them out. It's up to you. But So that kind of makes it easy to, to grab. But again, we're looking for sites that are beating us because of their on page. And that's something that, that you then need to go and look at all of these sites and be like, yeah, this site, um, they look like me, you know, they're doing what I'm doing or what I want to do. Um, 
they clearly have optimized their pages. They're making an effort here. Um, those are then the ones you want to put in because those are the ones that are winning because of those factors. So that's what you want to do. So I grabbed. Uh, now, Kyle, what if you found a page in there and they didn't mention best home security systems anywhere? Sure. They, they talked about the top house uh, systems that might do security or like something really obtuse that you're like, how is Google associating this? What would you do with a competitor like that? I'd probably put it in, especially if um, it looks like they haven't been blasting it with links, but because they're probably doing it because of the variations. I see. So anything you see on there that doesn't have a lot of links, you can start thinking, well, that's more quality on page, and that's more like the the competitors I, I might want to use. Yeah. What, you'll, what I think you'll find is that their variations are all on point. In, in those situations. The other thing is sometimes you come into a SERP that is completely unoptimized. Uh, there is an opportunity where um, you could, by using your exact keyword correctly and very sparingly, um, you actually might then start winning that SERP. It's possible that there are just sites in there that nobody's really optimized for that term and it's a real opportunity. I see that quite often actually, that on pages are lost art and because Google has been telling us not to worry about our keywords for the last five years, people are not worrying about their keywords anymore. And so we have a huge advantage here. We have a huge secret tool and advantage to uh, to definitely get those bonuses. For sure. Sorry, um, one last question, Kyle, oh, yeah. on, the, on the competitors, because it is it is an important point. Um, so I've been telling my people, I, I'm, I'm, I'm using Page Optimizer Pro, I've been telling my VA who uses it, who's fantastic, uh, to look to see and find the apples to apples comparisons. So if this is a best home security system kind of, well, obviously it's an advertorial kind of page. I would say use all the advertorials. I say if Yelp shows up there by accident or an Amazon sales page shows up there by accident, should she include those or not? Because that could be query deserves diversity. Right. So what I do in those situations is I'll run it twice. I'll, I'll pick out, like you're saying, like the apples, apples, the sites that look like me. Uh, and then I'll run it just with the ones that are above me. So let's say I'm in the seven spot. I'll grab maybe the ones that are above me that look like they are, um, they're really doing it through their on page and they're like me and kind of see what they come up with. And then I'll run them all to kind of get a, a, a balance. Like it's possible that there are other factors at play or there are things that I can do to emulate some of those other sites without going too far afield. So that's where you kind of want to balance it a little bit to see what the results come back at is and what you can reasonably do. Law law is a field where you get a lot of that, where you're going up against directory sites a lot, like yes. Avo and Fine Law and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, what in those situations, I look for other law firms. You know, I, I look for other law firms that are on page one that are real law firms and not those directories. And I see if um, if it looks like they're getting there because of their on page. And then what I'm going to try to do is pick them off. Essentially, I'll put them into the tool and I'll optimize to what they're doing. But if it doesn't look like that, if it looks like oh, we really need to need a directory type site, then you need to kind of come up with strategies to make your site look more like what Google is expecting for that term. Right, right, right. So, so let, let me let me ask you this: If we added in all the competitors, everything on page one, let's just say we did that top ten, mm -hmm. and let's say Yelp got in there and Amazon got in there, and the, these are sites that probably are not there because of their on page; they're probably there because they're a huge authority and maybe Query deserves diversity or something like that. Right. That's probably not going to break your tool, is it? Because they're not going to have any of the frequencies anybody else does. But as long as I add in a lot of other competitors, the numbers are still going to be more or less in line with what I need to do, correct? Yeah, the, what you might see are just some outliers in that situation. Like the Amazon page might have 400 links, you know, uh, outbound links from the page, is, which is going to kind of skew some of the results, or it might have more anchor text or something like that. So, I mean, it's not going to completely 
mess up your results. I think it's good to look at, but um, when you're really fine tuning, you may want to remove those when you're kind of at the point like, okay, this is our strategy. You might want to remove those and go forward with, with just those other ones. Maybe, uh, maybe this is a feature request. Maybe instead of the average, you guys could, could calculate the mean. And if you did that, that should probably remove these, these huge outliers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the, yes, you're right. Um, there's a lot that goes into the math behind it. So it's, <laughs> it's kind of a picking your poison. So it's, it's um, not so easy. Just make the change, Kyle. Just go ahead. Uh, we could, <laughs> but it's kind of like, I think it might be a better approach to remove them from the results to get something a little more like, okay, this is what I want to shoot for. Yeah, but it's probably you're, you're 100% right, though. It's have, kind of... It's, sorry, it's probably a better approach for us to have half an idea of what we're doing. Yeah, but, you know, I guess that is what it is. <laughs> it's it's kind of one of those math trade-offs, kind of usage trade-offs, so... Sure, but, I got you. Not, okay, let's let's continue. Sorry, please continue. That's okay. Though These are great questions, and I like talking about SEO, so... That's what I do all day. Um, you can annotate with notes. This is... um, It's not overly helpful, but... The concept is every time you run the tool, you're actually going to get a little new new notes box. Uh, coming in a later edition, we actually have like a change ledger, like I did this, and it'll kind of timestamp before you, so you can keep better uh, track of what you're doing for a page. But in the meantime, you could add you could add notes right here. You could say like, uh, I'm doing this run with um, you know all competitors. I'm doing this run with specific competitors, and then as you run the tool and you make changes, you got to say, okay, I changed the H1, I changed the H3, that sort of thing. So right. You, so I'm doing this without the Yelp and Amazon, or now I'm doing this exactly. with the Yelp and Amazon. Exactly, yeah. And that's a great thing to do because then you know what your competitor list is. You keep the competitor list, and then the tool does record it, but it's kind of nice to have that note there um, for it. So then you click Submit, and the tool runs, and it's going to process. Now, this is actually going to come back with errors because I've run this, but I wanted to show that because that happens from time to time. While that's going, though, I know. While that's going, uh, I don't think, you know, I've never done this before. I'm gonna move over here. Hopefully, I did, hopefully I didn't break it. What did it do? Hey, cool, it's still running. All right, that was nifty. Hey, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> it's advanced. Um, so I ran this one, uh, Mesothelioma uh, Meso page. So after you run the tool, it kind of then spits out, um, it shows you're over and you're under. So for exact keywords and keyword variations, and it kind of gives you a page score. The page score is more to have something concrete maybe to show clients like hey we were here now we're here sort of a thing right uh, so you can show so you can show progress but then you just click to view results and this is what you get um right here we're on our recommendations this is the main tab and in here you can see exact keyword variations and word count so your exact keyword is the keyword that you put in in this situation we're optimizing for the term mesothelioma on its own then we have keyword variations and the tool shows you what those variations were. Those are the ones that kind of popped up from the from the list, and they're 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 right there for you, so you can see them. And as you're optimizing, you have them for easy reference. You can also hide them if they're annoying. Sometimes when you have a million, um, it might be good to uh, hide them. And then the other thing is word count. So this is the average word count. And I often start here just to kind of see what we're playing with because it kind of makes some. Uh, some decisions on whether I'm going to go with just the regular recommendations or if I'm going to look at these alternative recommendations when you can't get your word count right. Right. So in this situation, the current word count for this particular page is 4,200 and the average is uh, almost 2,200. So they have a lot more words on the page. That can be problematic. Um, and let me caveat all of this by saying, I think these guys are ranking maybe around seven, eight, nine, somewhere in there. I think they're on page one. If they're not on page one, they're just off of page one, I think. Um, so you want to tread very carefully. You're, you're in a zone, you're very close. 
Um, one of the first things that I might do is I might look at reducing some of the text on this page because you have a page that's significantly larger than, than the competitive average. Um, you're pro there's a good chance you're just kind of diluting what you're, you're, um, what you're doing. And this is the kind of thing where you could break off some of these terms into supporting pages. It gives you uh, an opportunity to optimize for different top level pages to rank for more with the content that you have. But I would tread very, very lightly. I would, I would do this in, in small increments. I might, at this point, I might kind of play with my age tags a little bit and see if I'm getting any movement. And if I'm not, if, and, if, and they know better than I do, they might have been stuck here for a long time. And they're simply not moving. In that situation, then it, this word count might be really problematic. Um, the exact match, though, these recommendations are assuming that you're close. Uh, excuse me, this recommendations tab, assume, they assume that you are fairly close to this number. What the alternative recommendations do then give you these um, uh, recommendations uh, based on more of a keyword density for the, for the field or for the signal. So your meta title, your H1, it's going to make an adjustment based on the amount of words that you currently have on the page. So you can kind of see um, uh, the, the adjustments in this situation because they're so much higher, they can actually add a lot more, which again, kind of makes it problematic with the amount of content that's on that particular page because you probably wouldn't want to go this high. The, um, the numbers start to skew quickly uh, when you try to make your ratios to what um, your competitors are doing. So in this case, they really should start removing sentences out of the bottom of that page and see what happens with the rankings. That's maybe where I would start. What I would do is I'd kind of get these things in line. So what's interesting is that even though they've got more words on the page, by, excuse me, by having more words on the page, you can see that, like, for example, in their H tags, um, reduce the number of exact keywords in your H2s by seven. So they have significantly more um, H2 tag usage than their competitors. Now, this isn't cumulative number of H2s. This is keywords that are within all of the H2 tags. So theoretically, that could be one H2 that has nine keywords in it. That's unlikely. Um, <laughs> yes. But it theoretically could be that. Um, so this isn't saying you need to reduce your total number of tags by seven. It's saying you need to remove the number of keywords that are within all of the H2s on the page by seven. So it looks to me like they're over-optimized. They, they got the, the 200, they're 2,000 words over, and that shows also in the, in the there's too many keyword stuff and too many tags. That's what it's looking like to me. Um, you can also see that uh, the variations, what's interesting, are, are not that far off, and that's because these are unusual variations too. Um, mm -hmm. The tool ignores uh, if uh, your target keyword comes back as a variation, it will ignore that. Uh, but it will put in like a plural or a stemming, you know, an ing or an er or an ed, like those kind of versions. It will put those in because those are great to see as variations. But in this situation, there really weren't a lot of variations that popped up, which also makes this a really difficult one to to optimize for because you're pretty much going primarily at the the target keyword, which is a one word keyword. So those are that's about as hard as it can get. Yeah. Now, since we're looking at that, I wanted to ask you so. These variations are your program pulled what Google had bolded on searches for mm -hmm. mesothelioma. Mm -hmm. And Google is bolding deaths, treatment, usual onset, and causes for mesothelioma. We're, we're pretty sure that's accurate. Yeah, I looked at it. It's all actually coming from one result that has the, um, it's a little feature that Google is doing for that particular result, and, and they were bolded. If variations of the keyword are often synonyms, Mm -hmm. Shouldn't cancer be a variation? Like I, I, I'm starting to wonder about these particular variations for this particular keyword. 
Yeah, you're 100% right. So that's the situation where what I would do <clears throat> is I would run longer tail versions of mesothelioma and see what other variations popped out, and then I would probably use those. And it's a form of, of lung cancer, I believe. Mm. Which may or may not show up, but you're right. It, it very well could. I would run, um, you know, long tail versions of methylothelioma, like methothelioma treatment, uh, doctors, um, help, you know, those kind of things, or maybe even longer, like how do I get or how, you know, how do I treat some, maybe some longer tail ones and see what kind of pops up because you probably get more variations that way. And how do I know I'm going in the right direction when I'm when I'm playing with a tool like that? Again, that's where you probably want to look at those related searches that you're that you're sticking on point with what um, what you're doing. So, like if you run a particular variation of that methylthelium with treatment, and you scroll to the bottom and uh, they're talking about playgrounds for some reason, then you realize you went way off track. That's not Google isn't associating those together. Yeah. Okay. So when I do a search for for meso. Let me just share my screen quickly here just to see what we get. Sure. Do I need to click stop sharing? Uh, no, 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 no. It, it'll auto switch. So okay. I've got definition, symptoms, causes, life expectancy, treatment, prognosis, survival rate, wiki. So these are kind of ones that we should have went in there and should have plugged into variations, you think? I'm not necessarily sure that I would use those as my variations. What I would do is I'd run those searches through the tool as as their own keywords and see what they pull up as variations and then kind of put a little pool of variations together to use. I see. So if I go for definition, then we get what is it, symptoms, causes, the, really the same kind of stuff. But what, what's in the bold in these results is what I'd be looking at. I see. So symptoms, uh, causes, life expectancy, treatment, prognosis, and you had treatment. Mm -hmm. But up in the search results, like in the in the meta description, those are the ones, that's where you want to kind of start looking for. What Google might be pulling out. And it, ah, and so this is where you're getting usual on set. Yep, that's where that came from. So that Wikipedia page, which again, though, it's a Wikipedia page, which has, you know, Google loves those. So mm, kind of a toss up to think about. But this is obviously, this is a site, this is a snippet that they've created specially for the knowledge panel kind of thing. Yeah, you're right. So this is a case where, where, where you have to know how to use your tool uh, and, 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 and decide, okay, these are not actual variations. We need to, to run with these things for the variations. Probably true. And that's the other thing too, is that you can't just put stuff into the tool and then like just put blinders on and look at it specifically. Uh, same like with Quora, for example, if you're using that tool, you need to look at what's going on in the SERPs. You need to look at what your competitors are doing to figure out, okay, so how are they getting, say, a uh, uh, bunch of anchor text on the page. Are these directory pages? Are they services that they're linking out to? That kind of thing. You need to look and see what they're doing. Same thing. You need to look at these SERPs and see what's there, what it, what, it, what it's actually doing. Right, right, right. Okay, let's go back to the tool. Sure thing. So um, so those are the, the recommendations and the alternative recommendations. Oh, while we're there, um, let's take a look at this real quick. So this kicked back an error. So in this situation, something was wrong with a particular URL and the tool is unable to run it. Um, so we can check for the errors. Analysis contains invalid competitor URLs. So what this means is that this particular URL had a problem. Oh. The, tool, the tool couldn't run it for some reason. So the first thing you want to do is you want to make sure that you're using HTTP or HTTPS because the tool needs that. Um, this has it, so that's not the problem. So you want to go look at that particular page, and I have. Um, and what's interesting is that the page comes up just fine. So 
what this tells me is that they've got a security feature in place and they're blocking scrapers <laughs> is what they're doing. Ah, okay. uh, um, we're getting more sophisticated at getting around those, but a lot of them are really good. And it makes sense because people would scrape top 10 reviews. You know, that's a good one to scrape. You can get a lot of information. You're getting all the competitors, you know, you're getting their reviews and, and all that. So I can understand that they're probably pretty sophisticated on how they're blocking things. I have, a, getting I, have a, I have a question on the competitors. Uh -huh. If you're, if you're, let's say you're ranking number two and you really just want to beat out number one, um, would you just put, and, and you've been ranking number two for like two plus, you know, a long time. And you just, no matter what you do, you just can't knock the top guy off. Would you just put him in the, in the competitor you were in the comparison URLs or would you yeah. if, if you've been locked in there for a long time and you're just looking at one competitor I mean for quite a while mm -hmm. and you see that the SERPs really haven't moved that much then yeah I would see what are they doing okay and I, and I would tweak that way something to keep in mind is that if you're in the number two spot uh there's a chance that's as high as you're ever going to get right like, that number one guy just might be locked in and, and that's just kind of all there is to it yeah. um so that's where you would really want to be uh, judicious in what you change. I would change only one thing at a time or one or two things. Um, I would never, ever, even for most sites, I would never change 30 things at one time. You know, I, I change them a handful at a time and then watch the crawl rates. So in that situation where you're the number two and you're going up against the number one and then you see some, you identify some things, I would just change one of those and, and see what happens. And if you drop, I would revert back to what you had. Well, I think the issue on that too was it that page, that specific page is actually ranking number one for another keyword that's relevant. It's got just okay. as much traffic. So, but the client's like, I've got to have number one, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. And that, in that situation too, like, um, you might be able just to beat them on click through rate by having a snappier meta title and meta description. So, even though you're locked in the two spot, you could actually be getting more traffic than them. Um, just by having a, a better uh, call to action. Sure, sure, makes sense. And that could be a quality signal that could help pop you up to number one. True, yeah. very true. As your click-through rate increases, that was just that all there was to it. Um, so in this situation, and because we're also we're limited by time, uh, we'll just remove this. And I know another error is going to pop up, but this is just what you do. You just kind of you remove it. And what's nice is the tool has everything pre-populated. Um, so you've got your variations and all that, so you don't need to rerun. It kept all those in, so we're going to remove that offending one, and then we're going to um, submit again. It's going to go. I know it's actually going to pop another error, but I just wanted to show that process. Uh, you can delete that, um, the old one, if you don't want to see that anymore, uh, and then it's gone. Um, back to this guy, just to kind of show what was going on here. Um, the other tag here is, is site structure, or the other section. Um, so what this is doing is this is not looking at optimized sections at all. It's looking at um, just how many things are on the page. What should my page look like? This is a this is really helpful, especially if you're at the beginning of the process and you're you're fleshing out your page and you're outlining perhaps what you're going to be writing. This is kind of like how many um, images do my competitors have on their pages? And you can see that. So the image file total is between two and forty-seven for these particular uh sites uh what's interesting is for all the image files they're actually then also um uh putting an image alt on all of them too which is interesting they're not really using video so you don't need to sweat maybe a video um they are using a fair amount of uh, uh well just a couple ordered lists but a bunch of unordered lists 
several sites have that going on. Um, not really big on tables, only one has a table. Um, interesting on the forms. This is interesting too. Everybody has a form, but our site, <laughs> which was yeah. interesting. Uh, so that could be a real um, uh, CRO point. You know, hey, we don't have any forms on here. People coming to these pages. It's not just Google, but people coming to these pages are looking for a form to fill out. We might be making it a little more tricky for them than it needs to be. Um, there, it's very, you see it all the time where pages outthink themselves. I've done it a thousand times. You, you outsmart your own page um, and how visitors can use it. In this situation, there's no form on the page uh, to convert. You know, and then I, I went to double check that, by the way. And I also yeah. want to point this out. This is a pop-up that comes up and I cannot get rid of it. <laughs> uh, I know. <laughs> so you actually have to make the screen smaller and then uh, no thanks. And you still actually get sent to the page <laughs> to download the thing. Yeah. At this point, I'm probably not converting. Um, yeah, I, uh, I noticed that. There's a couple other things that I, I'm like, I don't, yeah, there are huge quality problems that if I was doing an audit for this site, yeah. I would say stop doing this immediately. Yeah. Uh, it depends on how many conversions are getting on that, I, I guess. But you know what, though? I bet if they change that, their conversion rate would go up simply by adding a form up here that people can convert and it looks enticing and does what, you know, put it up here in the top right somewhere and then get rid of that pop up or at least make it very easy to get out of that pop up. Um, that would do it. Also, uh, so this page is cookied, so that's why it's not. But another pop-up is going to show up over here in the right-hand side. And it's like, um, would you like live chat help, which is really cool and great. But again, you can't click out of it. And it's stuck <laughs> on the page because the no button is actually off my screen. I'm on a laptop. Uh, no, that's not what it is. But yeah, it pops up over here. So I can see that if they're like, we can't figure out why people aren't converting on this page. I think it's because they can't use the page. <laughs> and then if they can use the page, then they actually really don't have a lot of ways to convert. So that's not necessarily SEO, but I bet if they make those tweaks, this page's performance explodes. Well, you never know. I wonder if on certain queries, Google is expecting a, a submission form. Mm, could be. Very well could be. Especially if everybody else appears to have one. So, but. It can't hurt your page to let people convert, <laughs> you know, yeah, but, no. <laughs> but, but that's, what's kind of nice about kind of the site structure thing is it kind of, that really popped out to me that it was interesting that some sites have tons of forms on them. Everybody at least has one. The average here is about five, uh, leaning towards six and we don't have any. So those are the, the kind of things that pop up there. And then this last little thing is this little summary page kind of gives you your competitors, your, what was over, what was under total numbers and your, and your score. So you can kind of keep track of that. So for this guy, for that meso page, I would rerun the report uh, and change the, uh, the, the variations, mm -hmm. something that's a bit more logical, see what it says. And then yep. it's still going to be over optimized. It's still 2000 words too long. Start taking out paragraphs or sentences at the bottom of the page and see what happens. And once you get, uh, start to get closer to the number you want to be at, then start uh, uh, doing more of the, the H tags and, and the over optimization and whatnot. Exactly right. So um, running it again, this page came back as invalid and this happens a lot. The page is a 404. <laughs> so it's in SERPs, but it's a 404 page, um, which is really annoying. Uh, so you have to ch check for those. So you can check them ahead of time uh, just simply by running and just seeing if the page exists. But it happens more regularly than you would think where a, uh, a top 
competitor page is pulling back a 404, is a 500, or the whole site's down. That happens now that I've been running the tool <laughs> extensively and, and helping people through the issues they're having. It's quite surprising. So that, yeah. isn't, un that isn't uncommon. So we'll remove that offending um, URL as well. And we'll rerun this guy. That'll take just a minute, but um, yeah. So then, that's you're exactly right. That's how I would handle this. I would I would do another run to see if I can't find some better variations. Um, it's it's fairly unusual in that situation, but I think it's because it's this one word, yeah, kind of keyword. So this that is, makes this is the granddaddy of all keywords. Here. This, this is a tough one. This is a this is it's kind of like you know <laughs> you couldn't start off with an easy one here, Josh, that I could give. Listen, <laughs> 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 you know, but what's great is that. Um, in spite of the fact that I think this is super tough, these are the these are the cases that you know everybody's got, um, and so I think what's nice is that by putting those competitors in and seeing what's going on, I think we do at least have some direction. Especially if you're at that point, because a lot of people are at the point where they're kind of throwing up their hands and I don't know what else I can do. You know, I I, I can't see anything else to to do here. The tool is going to show you what your competitors are doing. You know, and if it looks like they're doing it right, then that's an opportunity to to tweak your page and, and to um, see if that's not going to move the needle for you. And these situations, I think it has a real opportunity to, because it's, it's, it just looks like to me, especially with the exact keyword usage that they're over, it's because their word count's so much higher. Can we think of the variations kind of like the sub keywords we want to rank for? No, it's it's good to think of them as two different things. Um, so your your variations are your actual keyword. You know, it's the association that Google is making with the keyword that you're trying to rank for. Um, those other terms, those related terms. Um, they often pick up your variations, but they are what I would consider secondary keywords that you are actually going to rank for. So, for example, you know, like a, a variation might be the word, um, uh, like in that security system, security might be a variation. Uh, you're not going to rank for that. Like that's not something that you're actually going to rank for, but Google is seeing that as a variation of the term that you're actually trying to get. Right. Right. And they're just using a giant... Uh... Uh, if Ted were here, he could explain it, but they're just using a giant alg algorithm to see what what synonyms percentages are there and, and should be there. They're using something similar to kind of what you're doing, just times a thousand. Right. So the other thing to point out here on this particular page, this best home security page, um, a lot of SEOs think of optimization as a whole page concept. They think uh, this page is over-optimized or this page is under-optimized. And then in, in one of those situations, like in the over-optimized situation, they'll start removing keywords from places. Or in the under, they start adding. The problem is very rarely do you see a page that every signal is over-optimized or every signal is under-optimized. In most situations, uh, pages are both over-optimized and under-optimized at the same time. It's a concept that most people completely miss. Mm -hmm. uh, and the reason is because they're not looking at individual signals. They're just kind of looking at the page as a whole. So you, you have to look at the individual signals and you have to tweak them uh, accordingly. Like you have to evaluate what you need for that signal and then do that particular thing. And the trippier part is that not only can a page be both over and under, but a signal itself can be both over and under optimized when you look at the exact keyword usage and its variation usage. So... You can see here, like, so this page is both over and under and its variations. When we click to view the results, I bet what we're going to see is that certain signals are both over and under. Uh, most SEOs will never get there or get to that concept that one signal 
your H2s, for example, could be both over and under, they're never going to be able to tune properly. And that's where we can get a real edge on, on what we're doing here. Because if we're like, okay, we're actually over with our exact match usage, but we're under with the variations, which happens a lot. Mm -hmm. So we need to remove that exact match and kind of throw in some variations. And then you see your rankings go up. You kind of get get into gear and get out of that like page three or page two funk. Exactly. Uh, and you're able to move. But that, that, that was the reason. It was because it wasn't, not only was the page over and under, but individual signals were over and under at the same time. And that makes perfect sense because you either going to have people who don't put enough keywords in there at all because they've been listening to Google, or you're going to have people who've been listening to 2007 SEO are just going to stuff their keyword full of their page full of keywords and both of the wrong approach. Yeah. Um, when you have a long tail phrase like this, so four words in it, best home security system, uh, what you'll often find is you don't need to use it that many times. You probably need to use it in your meta title and it, it doesn't look like it's here. So they should add that as everyone here probably knows that's the most important place to put a keyword. So if it's something that you really want to win, if this is the term you are really going for, then um, it needs to be there. Uh, it's in the H1 and that's fine, but you can see that because of it, it's this long tail guy, a lot of the competitors are not using it. You know, that because it's such a long tail phrase, um, they're simply not putting it in. So this gives you a bit of an advantage. If you get it here and here, uh, you're probably getting ahead of the field. Yeah. Um, the other thing to look at then is paragraph text um, down here. Uh, they can add it one more time, which is a little interesting because often with the long tail phrases that you see that um, uh, that uh, they actually only need to be in the paragraph text one time. And this is this is text that's within p tags. One other thing that I wanted to point out was right here on H2 and H3. So competitors really aren't using H2s, but it looks like some of them are using H3s. And so the, the tool saying reduce and increase, hold your thoughts on that. And then that's why this section exists. So the tool is doing rounding. And sometimes you can get some rounding errors. And you can see that within this grouping, this H2, H3 grouping, they're pro you're probably fine. So this is a kind of situation where you might not need to pull your hair out and, and make that switch. I would work on other things first. And if you're still not getting movement or you're like, okay, I, I need something else to do, then I would switch that H, uh, that H uh, two to an H three. But otherwise I would leave that is for, for the moment, you know? Mm. So that's where, when it comes to the H tags, kind of looking them uh, cumulatively and grouping can help you look at as a whole, what's going on on these pages. What, you know, uh, while your individual, um, tuning might be correct you could be off because of cumulative rounding uh so then i kind of look at the grouping there and so again that's the kind of thing that i would look at so uh, if you look at the word count for these guys how does how's it looking for the word count it's it's actually pretty funny so their competitors are have a ton of words on their page um this is an, an insanely large number my guess is that they're probably okay um maybe you could add some but i mean those are crazy large uh, kind of competitor uh, word counts. I the I have a hard time believing that <laughs> the twelve thousand is is the magic number. Um, it's the they're just simply super large pages. But again, you know, you're at number eleven and you haven't moved for quite some time. What should we do? Okay, let's start adding some keywords, or I mean, some word count to to this page. Um, that's where I would go. But I would wait. I would do some other things. I'd tweak my because um, he's got a real opportunity uh, here just by getting it in the um, in the meta title and then maybe adding it once to the paragraph text, I would do those two first and see if you get any positive movement. If not, then I would start considering some of the other things and then also increasing word count.
Yeah, whenever it says increase, I would lean towards, yeah, go ahead and increase it because he needs way more words on there. Yeah, exactly. That's um, counterintuitive because, I mean, are users actually reading the whole article? I mean, I've never read an entire article online in my life. There's no way. <laughs> I just look at the, the chart. What router do I want? Oh, I want this one. Click. I mean, does anyone really read that? Really? I mean, like, what's that going to do for CRO making it 5,000 extra words? I guess it doesn't really matter because no one's looking at it. It's just for Google at this point. Yeah. So, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't stress about it because <laughs> that's, that's just, that, that seems like it's a real outlier. Uh, sort of a thing. But again, do the other things, see if you get movement. And if you're still stuck in that same spot, then okay, maybe we need to start adding some some uh, word count to this page, you know, because then you can see that's what your competitors are doing. Right, right, right. Okay, Kyle, did you have any other things you want to go over? Or should we try to quickly answer some questions here? Let's answer some questions. There was one more if we want to throw it in. I, I haven't run it yet, but I mean, I, I can throw it in the tool if we want to see it. It's the, the protein one. But um. I think uh, we're already at an hour here, so let's see sure. if we can try to answer some questions and uh, see what we can do here. Um, okay, so Stephen Hockman asked a general SEO question. Should you only build backlinks to money pages and not worry about building to info posts? Does Google rank money page in isolation or is correlation between overall domain having links to every page? I'm going to lightning around these questions. Uh, Stephen, the answer is... Uh, I build links directly to the pages I want to rank. Uh, and then you can also build links to the index page, but that assumes you have your, your, all your, your internal links set up correctly. So I build links exactly to the pages I want to rank. Uh, if I don't want to rank info pages, then I, then, I don't, then I don't link them. But if I don't want to rank info pages, then why are, on, why are they on my site to begin with? I don't just run a blog just to uh, educate the world and not make any money on it and also risk having a panda penalty by having too many crappy pages. So the short answer is I build links to all my money pages and I only have the money pages I need. Um, let's see. Skilled Boost says, I stand by pop. That shit works. I agree, Skilled Boost. <laughs> Thank Went you. from page four to page two with just on-page tweaks. Yes, yes, we've seen a lot of that. I've got, I got pages of, of graphs that go up like this because of Page Optimizer Pro. Uh, Papui Duif says, what about having hundreds of 404 pages in Search Console? That doesn't matter. That just is eating up your crawl budget, um, and it could be uh, uh, diluting your link juice. If those pages used to exist and now they're serving 404, that link juice is not routing back to your site. So you need to do page level 301s to keep that link juice. Otherwise, don't worry about the 404s. Uh, Steven asks again, so I should stop stuffing my meta description with my target keywords. Just write anything? No, Stephen. In the uh, meta description, you want to write stuff that's going to make them click that, that result. So like free shipping, call us 24 hours, any kind of sales value proposition that's going to make them want to click your site is what you should be putting in the meta description. It's not used for ranking in any way, shape, or form. Both John Mueller says that and Kyle and I have both tested it, and it doesn't seem, unless Kyle, you're about to contradict me, the meta description we don't think is used for ranking at all. Mm -mm. No contradiction. But it, it's the opportunity to get the click. Exactly. No. You want to, so whatever they're searching for, uh, the persona, you know, that person, that's an opportunity to reach out to them specifically and say, hey, this is uh, why you should, why this is the best result. Exactly. I would agree entirely. It's for CTR. So those sales value propositions got to go in there. The five psychology power words, you, new, now, uh, free, and because. 
Uh, Doodle Digital Marketing S, is Google Stacks slash Google Maps still working for local with your testing? I don't do a lot of black hat local stuff. I only do white hat local stuff. Does anyone else here have been doing any black hat uh, local stuff? Define black hat. <laughs> well, what he's talking about? <laughs> I think, um, I don't know that it's going to help much for getting into the maps, but I think it can help organic. Quite possibly, yeah. Uh, Decard asks, does dindex links still pass juice after this indexing problem? That's a good question. We did test dindexed links uh, some time ago. Uh, Kyle, have you tested de-indexed links after this indexing shuffle? I have not, um, but my gut would say that there's, they still do. I would probably agree. Uh, Brian Shalax asks, that number that person used 8% is something a lot of SEO people are floating around lately and referring to EMDs for the most part. Uh, yes, you're right. I made that up five years hey, ago. Brian. Sorry? <laughs> hey, Brian. How you doing, man? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's what I made up uh, five years ago and just used as a rough estimate. I can show you the exact video where I said it, uh, and people have just copied it and 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 made that gospel. I'm flattered, but there's no evidence behind it. It was just a rule of thumb for risk mitigation on my end, uh, to which, as I said at the top of the show, there is no scientific evidence to, to confirm. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Any other questions with asterisks beside them? Because that's what I look at. Uh, do, do, do. I don't see any other questions for uh, us here on the show. Great. So thanks very much, guys, for joining. Kyle, and I, I appreciate uh, – oh, yeah, Josh, if you had a question, I promised you a chance to ask it. So if you have a <laughs> question, please go ahead. Yeah, Kyle. Um, so on your, on your tool, um, let's say you're, you're really – you're looking at some of your competitors – and these competitors are ranking number one, two, three. You're kind of sitting right around six, seven. Would you also see what those pages are actually ranking for elsewhere as part of your strategy? Or are you just focused on this? Just this is it, I guess it just comes down to which keyword you really want to win? Or No, it, it's a good point because I was looking at um, one time I wanted to do a page for um, relocating to a city. So relocate to San Francisco or something like that. And, they were, and we're trying to get um, people that need a moving service or once they, the services once they arrive was the idea. Um, so relocate to San Francisco looked like this amazing term. But actually, as I did that search, all the pages were about moving, moving to San Francisco. Um, and so what I and I, I bulldozed ahead and, <laughs> and optimized for um, relocate to, to San Francisco. And I, the page would never rank for that term. Uh, at all, even though I know I was doing it exactly right. It, it was on page two and just decided to never move. And I think it's because um, that relocate concept was really a, a related term to a different one. So to your point, I think what you want to find is, is there's probably one term that is the main term. Uh, and so I think the clues that you would see are that, you know, these, these pages are really unoptimized for this one term that I'm kind of looking at they seem to be optimized for something else. I would do a little investigation and see that something else because that actually might be the term that you need to optimize for. Sure. Even though even though that other one is the one you really want. Okay. So is it does it usually happen to be a, a, a specific query that has more traffic? Or is it because what if you're let's say you want to rank for uh hand handmade wood rings, but the, there's more traffic with just wood rings. But then you see, you know what I'm saying? 
I, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, it's entirely possible that you do need to optimize the page for wood rings. That That is a, a real possibility. Um, and then what happens is that that handmade part would actually be a, a strong H2, like your first H2 on the page. But the way you'd make that dis determination is search for wood rings and see if handmade wood rings is actually in that cluster at the bottom. You know, then that's that's where you might want to then think about the consideration of, okay, let's go after that top term. We, we might not win wood rings, but we have a real opportunity to win that um, that handmade one by properly optimizing for the harder top level phrase. Or maybe like some supportive pages or some some links. For sure. Yeah. Cool. Okay, cool. That's a great question because it, it ties back to what keyword do you want to go for? And you need to do the keyword research to start to see what's the best keywords. Then you need to do the competitor research. And I use SERPWorks for this. It gets me at a glance, you know, just at a glance what they're doing. You can also use Cora for this too if I wanted to do the deep dive. You know, if I was planning a you know a million dollar business and all of our traffic was all of our sales strategy was coming from on page, you'd be damn sure I'm running Cora instead of just eyeballing it with SERPWorks and checking out exactly what everyone's doing and then see how you can differentiate yourself. See, even if you can get to page one, if you have a, a snippet that people are going to click. Like I had a client recently, for example, who um, who wanted to get to page one, but uh, uh, they, had a, they had a simple how-to on this subject and everyone else had a how-to on this subject. And so we had to go the scam angle. We had to go, you know, read this first, you know, you know scam, you know, read this first. We had to go that angle. And the CTR went crazy when we got there because people were, there was no other no one else doing that angle there, right? But we would not have been able to differentiate ourselves at all in any way, uh, really, uh, amongst the other ten items that were already there, if we had just gone how to, which is really what we wanted to rank for anyway. So you got to think about differentiation in terms of your in terms of human beings. You have to think about differentiation in terms of uh, 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 or in terms of competitive parity in, in terms of your ranking signals. And decide, you know, it, it might take us a year and cost us a hundred thousand dollars to get to page one, but that's where all the money is, and that's where we got to rank, and we want to dominate this space. Fine, that's what you're going for. Or you want to think about more the, the the lower down in your keyword list. You want to find the low-hanging fruit and maybe optimize for that, and then you'd use those keywords with those pages in pop instead. So uh, it all comes down to SEO and and choosing where you're going to go. I got a last a few other quick questions. Uh, that was two last questions, and we're going to cancel the show for today. Uh, how soon after making changes should you retest with pop? I assume straight away. Um, usually with on page, you get results back fairly quickly. You know, that, um, it's, you're going to have a pretty quick response rate. You can speak to, I think, changes that you've done on on page, but you usually see in a matter of days, it can take weeks though. I mean, if you're in a real competitive space and there's a lot going on and, Etc. 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 Then obviously tweaks you make are going to take longer to to impact things, but you can see changes in a matter of days when you when you do on page. I would wait for a couple of crawls before I um, started to sweat and and make any other changes. A crawl is going to be five to seven days, probably depending on your site. And you can see that on the cache date. So I would maybe give it two crawls, maybe a good fourteen days before I felt like maybe what I did didn't do anything. Yeah. For sure. I, I like to pull my results from Search Console. I'm using the new Search Console for any any pop changes. Uh, uh, and uh, uh, I like to pull it into Excel. It pulls into Excel beautifully and make a make a pivot table. Where, and then I, I can see much better uh, at a glance what got better, what got worse, yeah. what keyword families we were ranking for. Now we're ranking for these keyword families. One time with one customer, the tool worked 
perfectly, and we were just the we were we were just dumb what we put in. Instead of uh, I can't remember what it was, but instead of ranking for Red Apples 2018, we optimized it for Red Apple 2018, where this was the the money making keyword family, and we got to page one number one for Red Apple 2018, but we wanted Red Apples. 2018, right. and we just didn't put those properly in in the tool, and so the tool worked. It got us to rank for what we wanted. It's just we chose the wrong keywords, so yeah. that's not what we wanted to do. So then we had to go back to the client. Uh, put it back. Put it back to the other way it was. You know? so. <laughs> yeah, and hope that Google just puts it back to where it was. But Google did, so we were lucky. You know, we were lucky there. But the tool works. It it will change the results. Just make sure you you want it to change the results in in the positive way you want it to change for. Yeah. So this has been the White Hat versus Black Hat SEO show. I would like to thank Joshua and uh, Josh, sorry, and uh, Kyle for joining the show today. If you have any SEO questions at all, you can email me at joshpachinski at gmail.com. If you want to try Page Optimizer Pro out, use the coupon code Josh5 for five free credits in the system. That's right. Go to Page Optimizer Pro, pageoptimizer.pro, and enter in Josh5, capital J-O-S-H-5, for five free credits in the system. Uh, even if you haven't, even if you're already a member and you haven't used that, you could use that. I guess I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Cause would be like, no, you can't do that or whatever. But use go ahead and use it. It's fine. Yeah, good. Okay, good. Good. I'm glad I'm I'm right. I just say that. Well, uh, yeah, so I mean, we want people use, to try it. You know, we want people to just to get in and use it and see if it's right for them. So good. So so use Josh Five for five free credits in the system. And I, again, I'd like to thank you guys. And as I, I will, be, we'll be on again next week. We might be an hour early. Uh, because of our our uh, another black hat host, we're we're getting another black hat host on the show, and they might have to be on an hour earlier than we normally are. So uh, watch my Twitter stream as, or, or subscribe, and you'll see exactly when the show will be on. It'll so either be on at 1 p.m. the normal time Pacific time, or it could be on an hour earlier at 12 p.m. Pacific time. So watch my Twitter stream and or watch uh, my, uh, subscribe to the YouTube. The YouTube is uh, YouTube's.com/slash/jbachins j-b-a-c-h-y-n-s. And my Twitter is at Josh Bachinsky, J-O-S-H-B-A-C-H-Y-N-S-K-I. So thanks for watching, folks. And as I always like to say, good luck in the SERP. See you next week. Bye-bye.